Well, I gotta, I gotta just shout out my boy Dangles here for a sec because he take another team total. I mean, he was dead nuts on his team total for the Packers last week on the Sunday night. Hit it under. He doesn't have a horseshoe in his ass or anything because you know they scored zero points and they went on to score five touchdowns in twelve minutes and thirty two seconds, which was their fastest five touchdowns since. I realize how fortunate I was so that things turned out hey, that way. Bro, <laughs> I saw hey, that and I was like, hey, "Whoo boy! If I had bet the first half of team under, saying. we would not be." having the same conversation right I'm now. I'm just saying, <laughs> if you're going to tell anyone on Team Totals, it's that guy because he knows something that no one else does. Who you betting on? Always on black, fast stats in the pocket, whole squad, fast cash. Send the bookie, tell him, bring it from the bag. No, we coming for the bag. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, to the few in attendance and the thousands listening around the world, let's get ready to gamble. My name is Tony Cavallo. As always, I'm joined by Matthew Dangles, D'Angelo Antonio, Schaefer the Sharp, Drew Schaefer Crookson, and we are the West Coast Gamblers, a proud member of the Evergreen Podcast Network and the only gambling show that makes you money. And we're coming to you to start off week 15. I know we normally have a Tuesday show, but listen, sometimes (laughs) life happens, life (laughs) finds a way and we're pushing forward we're moving forward and yours truly has never been less prepared to make a slew of bets today but that's okay because i'm still leading king of the coast i still have a big lead in king of the coast although diggity dangles went six and one last week and is catching up right at my heel shape of the sharp had a good week as well yours truly did the worst on the week and i think i know why i'll get to that later in my bets Give it a lot of bets today. The Thursday night lean, the Sunday night lock, and of course the king of the coast where each of the hosts here makes five bets for those Sunday games. We also, taking a little bit of Tuesday, bringing it to today, we have to have a gravestone segment because the three of us are even more angry at a handful of teams and are ready to put them in the ground and say they won't make the playoffs this calendar year. Very big show. Very excited to get into it. But for the Sharp, first I want to say congratulations, yes. my friend. I know you have you don't like fantasy football, but you play in this yes. one big money league, and I know you had a great week last week, the only league you play in, and you get to be in the playoffs in that league. You're very excited, right? Oh, yeah. Super excited, Tony. You know, I start, start off just like a bat out of hell, five and two, just, and again, I play in one league, and it's big money, okay? And when I say big money, it's big money even for me. I won't say the buy-in, but it's significantly, it's a big buy-in. Let's just say that winner's league we're in, if I win, I'm kind of breaking even with a little bit of change, if you know what I'm saying. So, one league. Nobody knows what you're saying except for the three hosts of this show, but please keep going. Thank you. Um, So, yeah, it's a classic win and you're in, right? Uh, We've all been there before. Win, you're in the playoffs, but not only, I I have some recourse here, because if I don't win, I need not one, but two different results to happen for me to get out of the playoffs. And who do I have on my roster? I have Scary Terry McLaurin, uh, a goose egg from a concussion the first quarter. I sit Washington's defense. Of course, they have a defensive touchdown. Would have got me much-needed points. And, of course, I have none other than Daryl Henderson, who doesn't play uh, for the Rams. And I get blown out of the water by a team that is – uh, I believe two and eleven going into my game, two and eleven because they uh, very conveniently have Josh Allen and the two results that I needed to happen. One of them needed to lose, 
They both didn't lose. They jumped over me. So guess who's on the out looking in fantasy playoffs? Schaefer the Sharp. I hate fantasy. Gamble. Don't play fantasy. You know who else is on the outside looking in and uh, dangles in my fantasy league? Why, it's none other than dangles because yours truly took him to the woodshed last week, and now I have the inside route on that final playoff spot, and he needs some luck to get by me. I do. I do absolutely. Uh, how about shout oh. out to my uh, shout out to my wife though in her second year in our fantasy league, going uh, seven and seven through this week in the season, beating out some uh, veterans and competing with some people that have been playing for like ten plus years. In it's her true. Second, in her second year, I, I am playing your this wife fanta- this week in a loser weekend. goes home She's already home taken game. you to the woodshed at least once this wow. uh, this year, and not in a good way. <laughs> I was going to let that sit for a second. Uh, let's move on. It's time to gamble. It's time to go for yeah, it. We're not a fantasy. We're not a fantasy podcast. Go check out Chris really? Dallat, Mad Journalist on Twitter if you want fantasy. Podcast. It's time to go. To it's the a Thursday good. It's a good time league. to go to the woodshed with Dangles' wife. Listen, <laughs> pregnant wife, mind you. Listen, pregnant wife. <laughs> this is. It's time to do the, what this show does correctly. That is gamble on football. It's time to talk about the Thursday night leans. Uh, we're having fun on Thursdays, especially Dangles. You're eight and five on Thursday night. Myself, I am six and seven. Drew, you're six and eight. But with these are teams that we've gambled on quite a bit. Kansas City and Los Angeles. Dangles, what do we have coming at us for Thursday Night Football? Oh, it should be a fun one. One of the more exciting games, I think, of the week this week. The Kansas City Chiefs hit the road to take on the Los Angeles Chargers at SoFi Stadium here in Los Angeles, California. Kansas City leading the AFC West at 9-4 and four coming into this game. They are 6-7 and seven against the spread this year. The Los Angeles Chargers at 8-5. and five. They are 7-6 and six against the spread the line in this game is a field goal to the Chiefs uh the road team three points and the total in this game is 52 and a half points and a game here with a lot at stake for both of these teams here oh, yeah. a lot at stake and playoff implications let's kick it over to uh well where do you want to go first I'll go first but thank you for trying Dangles um th- th- it's crazy how pivotal this game is the Chargers already beat the Chiefs earlier in the season that was back when Kansas City started their downfall and then the Chargers have been an up and down team as well dependent on the week huge pivotal matchup both of these teams seemingly heading for the playoffs but at the same time a couple of losses and they could be on the outside looking in the Chargers with a couple of wins could be the one seed when this is all over 24 out of the 32 teams in the NFL have six wins on the season that's how clustered the top of this is nobody knows what's going to happen in the playoffs and this game is going to prove a lot Personally, I have no idea what side to take. I could see Kansas City winning by a lot. I could see Los Angeles blowing them out of the water. I could see the total being really high. I could see it just under 50. I don't think it's going to be a low, low scoring game. And as for props, couldn't tell you who's going to play for uh, uh, Los Angeles. Couldn't tell you who's going to make plays for Kansas City. As a fantasy owner of Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, every time Darrell Williams touches the ball, he does so well, it makes me so angry. But Kansas City uses them both very like very well. So it doesn't. you can't really make a prop bet because it could be the other guy who gets the points. So instead, I went a little weird. I went a little odd. There's one bet that's on DraftKings right now that I think is a gimme. I can't give it to this show because the odds are minus 220. But it is, will a success? fourth down conversion happen yes minus 220 nobody goes for fourth down more than the Los Angeles Chargers and the Kansas City Chiefs have been known to get a little crazy too minus 220 I think it's a great number to take on that bet personally won't do it in this challenge here because we try to take even money bets I'm going to go a little bit higher I'm going to take a big plus money bet for the Thursday night lean 
and it's a successful two-point conversion. Listen, I know that's a square bet, but the number right now is plus 250. Los Angeles has gone for two seven times so far on the season. They're 5-2. and two. Uh, Kansas City's 0-1, but again, with Pat Mahomes, anything can happen at any time. I just think this game is going to be high scoring enough and it's going to get those weird like somebody's going to go up by 8 or 11 and eventually somebody's somebody's going to need to try for a two-point conversion to play catch up and get back into the game. I think this is too good of a number to pass. Yes, there will be a two-point conversion at plus 250 is my Thursday night lean. I got to win one of these dangles. Before we go to the <laughs> king of Thursdays, let's go to Shea for the sharp. Squares, listen. I like that bet, but you gave a big plus money bet. You want to add that to your card, the the successful uh, fourth down conversion, because it kind of evens out. You have a plus money, you have a big minus money. I'll give that to you if you want to do a bonus bet. Oh, I'll take them both. I think the fourth down one is a, is a guarantee. Minus yeah. 220, I have no problem spending that personally I'll to make that I'll give that to you because you're taking the plus money. I like that. I like that. Right, that's I'll a, take that, them that's both. That's a bonus bet from the Cavallo. I'll okay, take them both. Good. I will right. say, hold well, on, that. hold on. Last show was the first time I gave out a bonus bet, and it was the two totals. Lost both of those totals, but never mind. Keep going. <laughs> well, I couldn't agree with you more here, Tone, about this game. This is a really good matchup, uh, a really perplexing um, matchup for me to try to handicap here uh, for all the reasons you stated. I mean, you know, we, we've continuously said the Chargers really have no home field advantage here in Los Angeles uh, where you boys are sitting. Um, the Chiefs have looked great. You know, the, my my, uh, my swan song of the Chiefs funeral is, is, is a long time ago now. They've run off five in a row. With that defense that looked like an absolute uh, uh, corpse yep. has really uh, uh, come into form. Um, and you mentioned Clyde, Ed Clyde Edwards-Hilaire uh, getting a little share there with Williams. Um, they do try to utilize him last three, uh, the last three games, he's averaged 12 carries per game. And I think that's really kind of setting up Mahomes' success, yep. uh, to get back to his old ways with Kelsey and Hill. Um, you know, we, look, we know Herbert's going to chuck it with the best of him and, uh, God, I mean, we can talk about that throw he made last week, uh, oh in a separate God. podcast, 70 yards Unbelievable. in the air on a dime. Unbelievable. Just um, awesome, awesome throw. Uh, the future is bright for that young man, uh, yeah. as everyone knows. Um, but I'm going to stay away from all sides and totals. I'm just going to play the prop here. Uh, the Chargers run defense is one of the worst in the league, and I do think Kansas City will look to establish that. I'm going to play Clyde Edwards-Hilaire uh, with the acronym uh, CEH. -E uh, I'm going to go over 56 and a half. Like I said, if he gets 12 carries... Uh, he needs to average just over 4.7 yards. I think he's good to break at least one decent chunk run there. I like I like it a lot. Give me uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire Edwards over 56.5 rush yards. Uh, there's also a chance that Pepe the Plan is on Clyde Edwards-Hilaire as well, but uh, that's, that's yes. for later. Thank God. <laughs> yes, good job, Pep. Dangles, you're 8-5 and five <laughs> on Thursdays. What do you got for us this week? Well, what's a better confidence builder than having an inanimate object be on the same side of a bet as you? Yes. You can't get much better than so, that. Uh, I, hold on, Dangles. Before you go, I have to tell you to a story. Gaming Society had a Christmas party the other day. And we had a secret Santa, and our good friend Garrett from Gaming Society had me as a secret Santa, and he gave me not lying to you he gave me a three foot tall plant as a gift and he said it could be peppy's cousin so now i have to schlep <laughs> a 20 pound plant home from venice and now take care of this fucking plant what did you name it at least no he gave me a job i'm gonna name it a pain in my ass plant that's what i'm gonna name it yeah. all right dangles you nothing can go. like nothing tells you i really appreciate like giving someone a fucking plant thanks garrett love oh, you man oh man well on the subject on the subject of the set 
bet. I did look at uh, the over on his receiving yards here at 13 and a half. He is involved in that pass game. Uh, he does get targets in that pass game. So that might be something if you're looking for a, a prop to go with. Instead, I'm going to a different chief. And now normally, guys, I know I've got a bunch of stats and things that say he's done this this many times over the last number of this games. And this is he's establishing this pattern. And let's show the reasons why. Guys, I don't have a lot of I don't have a lot of like positive things to back up what I'm about to say or back up this bet that I'm about to make here. I just think we're looking at a game that could be a shootout. Both teams have something to play for here with the Chargers in a position to get the tiebreaker. They beat Kansas City at Arrowhead earlier this year, as we talked about it. Kansas City looking to lock up the division, potentially you know secure home field advantage for the playoffs here. But there's a name we haven't said in the last few weeks. And his name is Travis Kelsey. It's because he hasn't scored a touchdown in four weeks. He hasn't caught a touchdown. I think this is going to be a game, and a lot of those games, because Kansas City has gotten so far out ahead and their defense has played so well that they haven't had to incorporate him into, into their offensive strategy. I think that changes here in a game that I believe will be a shootout on the road for the Kansas City Chiefs. I do think they'll have to go back and forth, and Travis Kelsey is is one of their best receivers. they got to get him involved. Patrick Mahomes loves throwing to him in the red zone. Give me Travis Kelsey for an anytime touchdown at plus 110. Love it, Dangles. Love it. I am interested. I think, I mean, all of us think this game is a shootout. None of us took the over, but I mean, there's a chance this game could be like that. Uh, remember that Monday Night Football game between Jared Goff's Rams and Mahomes' uh, Chiefs? I don't know. Yeah, it was like a 54-51 final. I remember we, we watched that game together, didn't we? At Slater's 50-50 oh, yeah. in Pasadena. Just saying, could be one of those <laughs> games. Let's move on now. That's it for the Thursday Night Leans. Now we're going to give you a little bit of fun, a little bit of glam here. We're bringing a Tuesday segment to the Thursday show. It's time for Gravestones. West Coast Gamblers. Have you ever wanted to know how to win a Formula One Grand Prix? I mean, really know. Know about the driver tactics from the cockpit, the strategy calls from the pit wall, and even the mind games in the paddock. There's a lot more that goes into winning a Grand Prix than just 90 minutes of racing. So every week on the F1 Strategy Report, we're taking a deep dive into the decisions that shape every result. Hey there, my name is Michael Laminato, and every week I'm joined by an expert guest from the paddock to talk through the big calls that won the race and the missteps that resulted in bitter defeat. Before every race, we'll look back at the previous year's result and consult the current form guide, and we'll be in your feed after every Grand Prix dissecting the outcome and what it means for the championship. So for your regular hit of Formula One analysis, subscribe to the F1 Strategy Report wherever you get your favourite podcasts. The Strategy Report is a beer mogul podcast on the Evergreen Podcasts Network. My name's Michael Laminato, and I'll catch you after the chicken flag. Now it is the sad time of Gravestones, the part of the show each week where we tell you that a team will not be making the playoffs this calendar year, and we put them into the cold, hard ground. We've been doing this all season long. In fact, all three of us at this point have killed Jacksonville, Miami, and the Jets in the AFC. Miami making a push, though. Still loving for that wild card. We've killed Detroit, the Giants, Chicago, and Philadelphia in the NFC. Individually, we've made kills as well because each week a host here kills one team. It goes in the order of how we did last week on the Gambles. Dangles will be leading today, Drew going second, myself going third. If Dangles decides to kill a team, the host following him cannot kill the same team this week. That's where the strategy comes in. Dangles, as I said, you're going first. You've killed Houston and Denver in the AFC, Seattle, Atlanta, and Carolina in the NFC. Schaefer the Sharp, Houston and Pittsburgh are your AFC kills. Football team, Seattle and Minnesota. 
Goddamn Minnesota in the NFC. Myself, I've killed the Vegas Raiders and the Denver Broncos, the football team, the 49ers, which is my worst one yet, and the Carolina Panthers. But the doors are opening. The chapel is calling us in. It is time to go into the holy place, bow our heads, and it is time for gravestones. In a football season, there are things that teams can plan for, or at least react to, uh, and 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 get through things like injuries and things like you know important players leaving. Uh, but what uh, what is what is more challenging to get through are scandals that tear down your coaching staff, and unfortunate off the field accidents that take away one of your most promising young talented players mm. and mean that they will probably never play a game of football ever again. This team started off the year 3-0 and and their quarterback was on pace to throw for some absurd number like 6,000 yards. And in the game since, they have just simply not been able to win. Winning three games since that 3-0 and start. The Las Vegas Raiders are in a tough division they just don't have that gumption this year, and everything that's been going on has not added up to a team that is going to overcome adversity this year. Instead, they have become uh, a victim of it, and they will not make the playoffs in 2021. Goodbye, Las Vegas Raiders. Goodbye, Mark Davis and your awful haircut. That was uncalled for. But true. Well, boys... <clears throat> Very thankful. Dangles didn't take my beloved team, who I'm about to eulogize, and I'll make this simple. Uh, in a week where you play a division rival, which happens to be the defending Super Bowl champ, which happens to be the greatest quarterback ever to play football, and your coach is cast as Kevin James in a biopic. It's a problem. And as the great Linda Ronstad once harmonized, saving nickels, saving dimes, working till the sun don't shine, looking forward to happier times on Blue Bayou. Well, the Saints are going to be blue this Christmas. Who dat? Not they. The saints are gone. Goodbye. The ain'ts come marching in. Well. Yeah, I think it's time. (laughs) (laughs) I've been saving a team for a rainy day. And oh, it's pouring. It's pouring buckets and my personal life as well as on this show right now. And while the rain falls down, I know that I have one umbrella left in me. And sitting in third, it's a tough time, but there are too many teams with too many chances to make it to the playoffs, and only one team has yet to be, or has has been eliminated from playoff contention. Even though I may be making a bet on them later in this show, the Houston Texans are a more bund franchise and into the ground they go. And I end this with another rhyme because I'm fucking awesome.
but that is the end of Gravestones. Dub C to the G, West Coast Gamblers. Now, normally as it gets to the later weeks of the season, the Sunday night football game is flexed to be the most interesting game of the week. And that's exactly what the NFL did with this game. I'm amazed that this is somehow still our Sunday night game, and yet we're giving out a Sunday night lock on it. So let's go as quickly as we can through this awful decision by the NFL. Dangles, what do we have for Sunday night football? Oh, maybe it has something to do with the fact that the last time these two teams met earlier this year, the uh, underdog won. Now, granted, that was in their home stadium, so we'll see what happens because I think that plays a big role here, and I'll tell you why in just a moment. But first, we have the New Orleans Saints heading to Ray J in Tampa Bay in South Uh, Oh, God, Western Florida to take on the Buccaneers and Tom Brady and Leonard Fournette and Mike Evans and Rob Gronkowski. And holy crap, there are a lot of playmakers on this team. New Orleans is six and seven on the year and six and seven against the spread. Tampa Bay, 10 and three and seven and six against the spread. And very importantly, they have not lost this season at home. Six Mm. and oh at home. Raymond James Stadium. The line on this game uh, has moved around a little bit between 10 and 11 points, sitting at 11 right now on our uh, uh, friends at DraftKings Sportsbook. 11 points in favor of the home team Buccaneers. Total 46 and a half points, Tony Squares. Uh, I, I'm going to go first because I'm the worst gambler on Sunday Night Football on the show. I'm 5-8. and eight. Uh, Dangles on Sunday Night Football, you're also 5-8. and eight. Schaefer the Sharp, however, is doing well. He's 8-5 and five on the most important game of the week. I'm also going to quit because I don't care about this game. I may, I mean, we already had the finale of the best show on TV succession last week, but if they were had another episode this week, I'd probably watch that over this awful Sunday night football game. I don't care for Taysom Hill. I don't care about the Kevin James biopic. I don't care about that team at all. I understand <laughs> that the Saints have won the past seven or whatever against Tampa Bay. I fully get that. I understand that, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Trevor Simeon beat uh, Tom Brady at home. I get that. I get that the Saints have their number. I don't care to watch it though and frankly the Buccaneers are a boring team to me too they shouldn't have beaten I don't want to talk about the Buffalo game anymore instead but Bo Rock has suffered enough instead I'm going to give you my bet and this one's easy I think the number is a little bit too big in this game I don't believe in New Orleans at all so I'm going to do a little uh little another Tony little teaser here same game teaser I'm going to take the New Orleans kick them up to plus 17 and I'm going to take the total kick it down to 40 and a half and say it's going to go over that New Orleans plus 17 tied with over 40 and a half is your square Sunday night lock dangles what do you got I'm going to keep mine short and sweet too here fellas because I mean I will watch this game because watching Tom Brady work out of the pocket is like watching Michelangelo paint the the, the ceiling of the Sistine Chapel it's just it's just a master at work at his craft uh one of those things is much more exciting than the other by the way Tom Brady working out of the pocket absolutely absolutely good answer yeah no it's the correct answer uh Guys, the Bucks are uh, an incredible offensive juggernaut this year. The run game has really flourished. Leonard Fournette has has really flourished here. Uh, and as I mentioned, the Bucks are six and zero at home, and they're scoring a lot there. I'm taking the Bucks first half team total over fourteen and a half at plus okay. one hundred five. They are the best first half team in the league. They average about seventeen point first half points 
per game and over 19, 19.3 to be exact, in their last three. I know it's a plus money bet, but again, I just I think the Bucks are on right now. They're at home. This is a division game. They want revenge for that loss that they feel like they shouldn't have taken in New Orleans against this team earlier this year. They know they can beat them. I think they're going to come out swinging. So give me the Bucks first half team total points over 14 and a half at plus 105. Shay for the sharp, as I said, you're eight and five on Sunday night leans. Where are you going for this one? Well, I gotta, I gotta just shout out my boy Dangles here for a sec because he take another team total. I mean, he was dead nuts on his team total for the Packers last week on the Sunday night. Hit it under. He doesn't have a horseshoe in his ass or anything because you know they scored zero points and they went on to <laughs> score five touchdowns in twelve minutes and thirty two seconds, which was their fastest five touchdowns since. I realize how fortunate I was so that things turned out hey, that way, bro. <laughs> I saw that and I. I was like, hey, oh boy, if I had bet the first half of Team Under, saying, we would not be having the same conversation right I'm now. I'm just saying, <laughs> if you're going to tell anyone on Team Totals, it's that guy, because he knows <laughs> something that no one else does. Um, I'm going to try to flex a little, guys. I, I had a winning week for the first time in, in, in some time. I mean, Tony Squares probably has the stats, but thank God I don't feed him my picks anymore. Uh, but I really am trying to dig here, and I like this bet. I mean, you know, the Saints have won the last three regular season games against uh the bucks i think people know that by now um but the bucks have been awesome at home i mean they've been literally unstoppable uh minus giving up big 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 leads uh last week tony doesn't want to talk about that so i won't however um i saw this bet on our friends from DraftKings, and i like it tampa bay in six home games this year have scored first five out of the six uh home games with mm. their only exception being down three nothing against miami the Saints, in their eight road games, have scored first two out of eight times, and both times just a field goal. So you can bet this prop on DraftKings. And, I again, with the game script, I do expect Brady to come out firing all cylinders. I think they do want to obviously get up early, make a statement early. Brady's going to be in FU mode because he damn well knows his team's beat him three times in uh, the last three regular season games. He actually has a one regular season game as a buck against the Saints. Yeah, Tampa Bay to score first with the money line to win the game is at minus 130. I'm going to bet that, and I will catch up on King of the Coast uh, to even up the odds. I know we try to say minus one, minus 110, so I will catch up later. But Tampa Bay to score first, combined with the money line to win the game, minus 130. I like it a lot. A little parlay action from the Sharp. I like it, but that's it for an awful Sunday night football game. They get better as the weeks go on, believe me. But we only have four weeks of football left. we got to watch everything we can. Now let's move on to the King of the Coast contest, which, of course, yours truly is still winning. Dub C to the G, West Coast Gamblers. Hey, Gamblers, Dangles here with a quick production note for you before we get into King of the Coast. As you probably now know, the Jacksonville Jaguars fired their head coach, Urban Meyer, on Wednesday night. Now, that news broke less than an hour after we finished taping our show for this week. And we all made bets on this Jaguars-Texans game in advance of Meyer's firing, and we plan to honor those bets. But we had such a fun time in our analysis of that game, just roasting Meyer and the situation he put himself in that we decided that we were going to leave it in, even though that analysis and commentary is now pretty much moot. Thanks for indulging us. On to King of the Coast. West Coast Gamblers. What was it like to be there for historical sports moments and unforgettable performances? To be behind the scenes? On Press Box Access, you'll hear from me. 
Todd Jones, and other sports writers about their experiences with the greatest athletes, coaches, and sports events of the past half century. We'll share some stories behind the stories, some big, some small, and some we've only told each other. Let us buy you around on PressBox Access. All right, it's time for King of the Coast. This contest, we've been playing it all season long. Each of the hosts here is about to give you five bets to take for week 15. Three sides, one teaser, and one total. Each of these bets that we give out is confidence ranked. That first side is worth one point. The second side is two points. And the final side is a Brinks truck full three points. We also give out the teaser. That's two points. The total is two points, ten points to be had. Doing it all season long, I'm leading right now with a 66-point uh, uh, total. Dangles moved up to second place after last week. You're 59 on the year. Drew, you are 58 points, and uh, you can still see me at the top of the mountain. Keep on climbing, though. You'll get there eventually. Let's start off, though. It's time for the first point side. Diggity Dangles, I want to kick it over to you. Where are we going first? Well, let's hope you bet like you did last week, Tony, and continue this. Ah, they're way behind me. I don't need to. I don't need to bet really well. And then suddenly, all of a sudden, you're going to see me throwing an ice pick into the into the into the facade right behind you. Yeah, maybe I miss and catch your Achilles tendon. Who knows? But I'm going to go to my first uh, one. Uh, my one point side here. My one point side here. I've got the Texans plus four against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, my power ratings have this line exactly at four points to the Jags, but what my power ratings don't do is factor in the potential variable of your team being a warehouse fire like the Jacksonville <laughs> Jaguars are right now. I, I just, I mean, I, I don't know. I Like, nothing that I, you talk a lot about uh, body language, Schaefer the Sharp. Nothing I see from the yeah. Jacksonville Jaguars is good in that department right now. And maybe I'm having a different conversation about this. If this is like a nine and four division leading team, at least there you've got like the season to rally around. These guys only have their dignity to play, left to play for. In order for that to work, you have to be playing somewhere you want to play. And I don't know that anyone wants to be in Jacksonville right now when you've got a head coach who is allegedly tearing his co assistant coach's new assholes because he's got an insecurity complex and what have you won where have, and then and laying into his most veteran offensive player in Marvin Jones apparently in the wide receiver room like this is a disaster there are one of two ways let's out. not forget I kicking mean, his kicker and, right it's allegedly again allegedly <laughs> kicking his kicker so like what do you do there's two solutions right either they start winning fast or at the very least Trevor Lawrence starts to play like a first overall pick by the way he just threw four interceptions last game and hasn't thrown for over 300 yards or even 250 yards since week six against Miami in London in fact he's thrown for 300 yards in the UK as many times as he's done it in the United States once mm. <laughs> the Jaguars have no talent in any position group and every day that uh, Urban or Trevor Lawrence spends underneath Urban Meyer is one day that he becomes closer to being a taller skinnier Tim Tebow who cost more to draft I think the other option is you fire Urban now, admit you made a mistake, which Shad says he's probably not going to do because he wants to let the rest of the season play out. And I think that looks terrible for them because you're essentially rolling over and admitting that this guy can just walk all over you and do whatever he wants and get away with it. This team is a disaster. The Texans are a disaster too. They have no run game to speak of, but I'm fading the Jaguars hard here. Texans plus four is my one-point side. Uh, Shave for the sharp. Well, um, I won't spoil it uh, for the listeners, uh, for the guy – batting behind me but my one point side will also be the houston texans plus four and this is uh yeah this is something that's 
so strange to me to watch. Kevin Clark from The Ringer, gifted writer, man. He wrote just an amazing. He wrote an amazing article about Urban Meyer today. Definitely would check it out. And this was before the news of Josh Lambeau yep. kicking. He and again, I, I like Lambeau said like, look, it was a five out of ten, whatever. Like it wasn't, but I told him never to fucking do that again. But with the article, suppose the next day, Urban said to him, "If you talk to me like that, you're going to be gone." I mean. Guys, that handshake that he had for Vrabel with the mm. hand in the pocket and just the just the the loose dead fish, eh, he looks so lifeless. And and Tony Squares, you know, in our text thread said, you know, there's a possibility that you know this might be like th- 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 this might be like a um, an internal thing in Urban's camp trying to get him fired yeah. so he can just take the money and run. Yeah, I mean, he is such a miserable human being and he's such a miserable football coach. And Dangles, you said it best. This by language, if you'd have, if you'd have put split screens, and I'm not saying this because I'm a Lions fan, if you'd have put split screens on the Jaguars game last week and the Lions Broncos game. Lions getting their ass kicked, and they're still competing. They're still running around. They have a terrible team. They have no they have no shot at winning. But it just it's it's visibly different. The coaches are visibly different. The coaches are still coaching on the sidelines for the Lions. It is a fucking warehouse fire, as Dangle said. Um, there's nothing here that I could ever get to the the Jaguars, even though Tony Squares convinced my son Colt to bet on him last week in the contest. It didn't go well. Yeah. Uh, and our, our friend uh, PFT commentator, who, who who we know and their rival podcast, part of my take, literally uh, on Succession, uh, Tony, a show that we're all fond of, hearing Urban Meyer played bore on the floor with Tim Tebow and Carlos Hyde to see who got released first. I think that sums it up. This guy's such a dickhead. Texans plus four, one point. All right, so that's uh, both of you guys gave out your one-point side. You both have Houston plus four. And uh, I just have to say, as a member of the Evergreen podcast community, when we came on, we learned that uh, Terry Bradshaw and Urban Meyer had a podcast together that was also in the Evergreen uh, umbrella. And I just want to say, because of that, I'm going to be taking Jacksonville minus four as my one-point <laughs> side for this game. You are a slug, Tony. You are a slug. Company man. You are a slug, Company Tony Squares, an absolute Listen, slug. Don't let the haters get to you, Jaguars. The only people that matter are the 53 men in this room. You got this? The Texans And the 53 suck. fans in the stands. Listen, I will say this. Neither of these teams is an intelligent organization, but if there's one organization looking towards the future more, it's Houston, and they know that if they lose to Jacksonville right now, they're pretty much guaranteed one of the top two draft picks in this draft. I'm just saying, Jacksonville minus four is my play. Let's move on to the teaser. Okay, the teaser is where you take that point spread. You get to add six points to it anyway. Uh, Schaefer the Sharp just took Houston plus four. If you put them in a teaser, it'd be Houston plus ten. The key is you got to take two of these bets time together and hit this in order to hit your teaser. Dangles, we're going to save you for last, my friend, because would you believe it that you've hit your last five teasers in a row and I seven of it. your last eight? You are king teaser, nice, king nice. teaser on this show. Let me go first on this because I'm taking something a little bit interesting. We haven't talked about COVID at all yet on this show, but it is really ravaging the NFL right now. Two three of us have had it. (laughs) It is ravaging the NFL right now. Every team has people every day. I mean, Washington football team has placed, I think, 13 people this week. Cleveland has placed a bunch of people. By the time we record this and it airs tomorrow, even more people are going to be placed on this. So it kind of makes 
these lines and these sides that were taking a little iffy. So I'm taking two of these teams that I believe the lines are wrong on both of them. And they could be there because of COVID, but I still think they're wrong. I could get proven wrong, put them in a teaser, make it okay. Saturday night, New England is playing the Indianapolis Colts in Indy. And Indy is the team that's favored minus two and a half. I'm not sure that should be the case. And I believe in Indy. I think New England should be the one that's favored. Put New England in a six-point teaser. Uh, I'm sorry, a seven-point teaser. You get them up New England plus nine and a half. That's my first leg. The second leg, I understand Philly is coming off of that bye. I understand the Washington football team got absolutely manhandled by the Cowboys last week. I understand the football team has a bunch of people on the COVID list. Their D-line is decimated. Philly loves to run the ball. They should be able to do it against Washington. I just think seven points is a lot to give the Philadelphia Eagles and a hurt Jalen Hurts and an okay Gardner Minshew. Like, yeah, he's a good quarterback, but he's not hes not Tom Brady. He's Gardner Minshew for a reason. And that defense in Washington, at least against the pass, has been playing well as of late, Dallas game aside. I'm putting Washington in this uh, teaser as well. Washington football team plus 14. I think they give it. They were all knowing if they lose this game, they're pretty much out of the playoff picture entirely. My two-team teaser, New England plus 9.5, football team plus 14. Shay for the sharp. Let's go to you. Save the king of the teasers for last. Okay, um, man, squares. I I was thinking about teasing Philly for that reason. You might have just not really talked me out of it, so to speak. But I'm not going to tease Philly because uh, I I I, they, I don't they think were football team wins. No, I know, I know. But like my my point is, I wanted to tease Philly minus one, but they're just so unpredictable. And the Colts Patriots game, wow, something just. That that I, I, I we've seen this before. You you can't bet against Belichick with extra time. It's just that line just Well, Indy weird. has extra I, time. I, I don't too. trust it. I don't trust it. So here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do a classic AFC North teaser. I'm gonna mm. take the terrible Pittsburgh Steeler team <laughs> playing a very bad uh Titans team without AJ Brown, without Derrick Henry. And uh, Big Ben's last ride, I do think in a rah-rah Tomlin underdog spot, hey, it's never never hurt me before, not. Uh, but I will tease that Pittsburgh team up through the seven there to get them to plus seven and a half. And then I'm going to take my Bengals. You know, I have some rooting interest here in the winner's league. Um, that line was a pick him uh, last week. Yep. Uh, the Broncos beat a – talk about a COVID-ravaged uh, team in the Lions last week. I wasn't too impressed with that win. And the Bengals obviously uh, lost an OT game to San Francisco. I think this is a really competitive football game. I don't see anyone really getting any kind of margin. So give me Pittsburgh plus 7.5, Cincy plus 8.5. Love that. Can't wait for Pittsburgh to disappoint you once more. Dangles, king of the teaser, what do you got? All right. Uh, well, I'm going to continue with a trend that I've done the last four weeks this week. And it's that worked is, for you. It has worked for me. And what I've been doing is I've been taking a game that the books are saying is going to be pretty close. Uh, and I've been teasing that uh, teasing that game up. And then pairing that with a team uh, that uh, uh, with a heavy favorite that I can tease down to a little bit of a closer game. So uh, let's start with the team that I'm teasing up, ideally to over a touchdown. I'm going to do a seven-point teaser this week, fellas. I'm teasing those Steelers up to plus eight and a half from one and a half where they're at. They love to play in home in front of the terrible towels. I think they're going to be playing to the buzzer in this game like they often do. We yeah. know Mike Tomlin's great record as an underdog. And conference dogs, if you were wondering, guys, this year of a touchdown or less covering at a 66% rate. I like the fact that they're at home here as well and fitting that trend. And then the other leg of my teaser, I'm going to tease the 49ers down 
to minus two and a half against the Atlanta Falcons. I think the 49ers are way overvalued on that line. I think Atlanta is is going to be competitive. They are still a six-win team. I know we don't see much on that offense, but they have still managed to win six games. I think that game is closer than people think. Uh, Atlanta's getting its shit together a little bit. We know they can score with Cordy Patterson. They've somehow won six games, and they managed to put up 29 last week against a pretty good Carolina defense. So my teaser is a seven-point teaser. I'm teasing the Steelers up to eight and a half from one and a half against the Titans and the 49ers down to two and a half from nine and a half against the Bengals. I'm sorry, against the, um, they played the Bengals last week against, uh, uh, oh God. uh, Falcons. The the Falcons, yeah. You know, there's a a coach of the year award, you know, with Cliff Kingsbury, LaFleur, Bill Belichick all being talked about. I'm telling you, Arthur Smith is not getting enough enough love for coach of the year, taking the 32nd ranked DVOA team to a six and seven record. An impossible task. That team sucks. I almost took them on my spread, but I couldn't get over it. I I think that's too big of a number as well, Dangles. But San Fran minus two and a half is the second leg of your teaser. The two point side now. It's time for the two point side, boys. You you both talked about it. You both talked about Cincinnati a lot, and uh, Drew has them in his teaser, a plus eight and a half. I think it's another Dave Esler special, wrong team favorite. Denver, I I can't get over how unimpressed I am with Denver every single week. Like, they beat the teams they're supposed to, of course, but when it comes to games that they have to actually play, I just think Cincy is the better team, and maybe I'm an idiot. They're the Bengals. Like, they always disappoint, right? That's the whole Bengal shtick. Yet I just believe that this team should be able to compete against this Denver Bronco team in mile high. I understand the Denver pass defense is one of the best in the league, and that's what Cincy needs to get going. That's kind of what San Fran took away from them until the end of the end of the game there. But that Cincy defense should just be able to make Teddy Bridgewater's life hell. I just don't think they're going to be able to do it. And I think Cincy plus two and a half at Denver is my take for the week. That's that. That's my two point side. Let's go back to Dangles. What do you got for your two point side, my friend? Well, you know, you guys talked about this game a little bit earlier. I'm going to find myself on the, the wrong side of this from, from you two. I, I found I could get myself to the Eagles minus seven at home against the Washington football team. Wow. I, I, I see Washington football team in a bad spot here. I think they gave everything they had last week climbing back into that division game against the Cowboys. A game, yeah, they got manhandled in that first half, but they only lost by a touchdown at the end. They did a good job of climbing back into that game. Heineke got banged up, though. Kyle Allen had to drive them down the field towards Kyle the end of the game. Allen, that's Sky, uh, scary Terry uh, got banged up in that game a little bit. Well, he didn't and score any fantasy points either. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. I know. I started him in a flex position. I think in my game against Tony last week in the uh, in the the aforement- previously aforementioned wood shedding. Um, and and I'm a, speaking of fantasy. I, I'm an owner in our in our awful 16 team league of JD McKissick, and his health is questionable week to week. He's the only, you know what I mean. He's the pass catcher out of the backfield. The Eagles, meanwhile, come off the bye as winners of three of their last four. Two of those pretty convincingly so uh, against the Broncos and Saints, who are both still mathematically in the playoff conversation. I think the Eagles are in a good spot to win at home here against the football team. I got them covering a touchdown against this depleted Washington team. Schaefer? Well, guys, a friend of the podcast, Austin Huff, uh, expecting his first child, a baby girl, hey. uh, anytime this week. So I'm going to ensure his week is going great because I'm going to uh, bet against the Titans, which means uh, he'll be happy because they'll get a win on Sunday. Um, I'm going to take the Steelers money line here, at plus uh, even money, um, uh, for the simple reason is, uh, you know, the Titans <laughs> – 
I bet against them a lot this year, and yep. uh, yep. I've not, yep. I've not, I've not come up on the right end. But no. the Titans really, especially now, this is impossible to know. But if the Colts, for whatever reason, uh, which obviously they very well could lose Saturday, the Titans do not need to win this game at all. They don't. They are firmly ahead of the division. The Steelers, meanwhile, you, you saw you saw Roethlisberger's uh, uh, headline. He can't look. He can't look at the finish line yet. You know, and even even that Steelers team, how 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 bad they were. They were they were Chase Claypool. Um, what you an know, idiot! Uh, what a oh my goddamn God. idiot! They, 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 Does Ben Roethlisberger they, they, know where they, the finish line is? I feel were, like he's running parallel to it these days. They were Chase Claypool <laughs> flash mob uh, appearance away from potentially covering, if not tying that game. So. It showed to me at least that second half they didn't quit. That might have been the Vikings just being the Vikings too. My point being, <laughs> they're home underdogs uh, against the Titans team with no AJ Brown, with no Derrick Henry, and you know this is Big Ben's final countdown here. Yep. Maybe just maybe they scratch one out here. I think it's gonna nasty, nasty, ugly, ugly football game. I'll get to maybe what I'm leaning for a total here in a minute, but give me Pittsburgh. On the money line, you're welcome, Austin. Congrats on your baby girl. The Titans will be uh, victorious, I'm sure, on Sunday because of this. But give me Pittsburgh money line for two points. My best bet at the beginning of this year when we did all of our futures was Pittsburgh to make the playoffs. I think it was like plus 220. They need to win this game for that to hit. I also gave out Pittsburgh win total over eight and a half. They're at six right now. <laughs> Drew. It's a terrible price, yeah. too, for what we know about them now. Well, <laughs> hey, hey, again, they're a game out of the playoffs right now with the way it's all crunched up. And they win oh. this game against Tennessee. Anybody, any, anything could happen. Let's move on to the squares better the show, though. It's time for the total. I'm going to go first. I don't really have a lot to say about this game other than I think the number is wrong. It's Dallas versus the New York football Giants. The number total, uh, the total point total on this game is 44 points. Frankly, I think Dallas can get this alone. They're also missing people on the defensive side of the ball with a couple of injuries and COVID scares over there. The New York Giants put up a semi-fight at the end with Mike Glennon against the Chargers. Granted, the Chargers gave up. They got over the team total. I think they ended up with 19 points after missing a two-point conversion or two. I think the same thing is going to happen. Dallas is going to go up by a bunch, and then the Giants are going to score late against the the, the second-tier and third-tier defensive players for the Cowboys. Over 44, I think, is an easy number here. I don't take overs often, but this one jumped out at me. Dallas and Giants, over 44. Another game I probably won't be watching at all. Dangles, what do you got? I'm uh, going to the Patriots-Colts game here, fellas. Under 45 points in this game. You got two very, very good defenses. New England third and Indy seventh per PFF overall. New England's allowed the fewest points per game in the league at 15.4 and Indy seventh at 21. Seventh fewest, that is, 21.7. Uh, they got two very good run games here. New England tied for first. Indy fourth per PFF and two teams that are top 10 in time of possession. I think you're going to see a defensive struggle here. I think you're going to see two offenses that want to pace the ball with the run on the ground. I think it will be a low-scoring game. It's obviously two and a half points is the spread, so Vegas thinks it's going to be close. I got the Patriots, Colts under 45 points, and this may not be the last that you hear me talking about this game on this show today. I figured as much. I wouldn't expect anything wow. less. Shay for the sharp. Finish out the Wait. totals for us. Waiting with bated breath for where you're leaning on that one, Dangs. <laughs> um, I do like I do like the total there, uh, Dangs. I was thinking about taking that myself on the under, um, but I think this is a better bet. I alluded to this earlier, man. That Pittsburgh Tennessee game, like where are the points going to come from? Those, I mean, <laughs> Tennessee scored 20 points against the Jag the Jaguars, and uh, a lot of that was field position. Um, and you know, Tony Squares 
sparked a lot of stats the last during my losing streak. And of course, I stopped giving my picks, so he can't give me these stats. I'd be curious what I am when I'm betting the first half unders at the magic number of 21 and under because this will be my two point <laughs> side. The 17th I'm going time you've under, done it this year. Yeah. Under 20, under 20 and a half first half Pittsburgh, Tennessee, Pittsburgh's last five games. They've averaged a whopping 3.2 points in the first half. The last four games for the Titans, they've averaged a whopping nine points. I'm not a math major, but nine plus three is 12. That's significantly under 20 nice and a half. Give, give me, Titans, Steelers, under 20 and a half in the first half. I'll get that number for you later, Drew, but uh, right now you're Thanks, looking James. at like uh, one and two so far. Um, <laughs> oh, come on. It's better than that. Time for the Brinks truck. <laughs> Speaking of the Brinks truck, you're doing better than that. You have the reason why you're uh, close to Dangles, even though you're not doing too well in King of the Coast, you're eight and six on Brinks truck bets. This is worth three points on the King of the Coast uh, uh, game that we're playing and frankly, boys, I'm disappointed in myself. I fully deserve the loss I had last week. I lost the domesticated bet to Drew because I went against my Packers. Listen, I said, you know, Chicago's defense is going to be mad that Aaron Rodgers owns them. And Dangles even came with me, said the first quarter was going to score zero points. We already talked about how unprobable it was that he won and Drew won his bet. And I did not. <laughs> I love this Packers team. Improbable. And, and a team a team that I don't love at all based on injuries, based on COVID, based on everything around them. Listen, this Baltimore team, uh, they're so much fun to watch. Lamar Jackson's amazing, but Lamar Jackson with a low ankle sprain is not the same Lamar Jackson. Green Bay is really bad against mobile quarterbacks, especially when they get to use their feet. Watch Justin Fields in that game. Every time Justin Fields got the possibility to move and make plays, he had the opportunity to, and Lamar is obviously better than Justin Fields. But if Lamar is hobbled even just a little bit, I understand their backup QB came back and covered for Baltimore late. Don't give me that. That ain't happening again. If Lamar Jackson is hobbled just a little bit and that defense is as bereft of players as they are, Green Bay is going to come into town and destroy this Baltimore Ravens team. I think Baltimore is very live to drop out of the playoffs in the AFC altogether. I almost killed them in our Gravestone segment earlier on this show. I'm taking Green Bay minus five as my Brinkstruck bet of the week. Go, pack, go. Dangles, what do you got? I think I know where you're going. Yeah, I mean, how again, how can I not this week on a game where a lot of people think this line is wrong, on a game where I personally kind of happen to think this line is a little bit wrong and that the, 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 the wrong team might very well be favored. This is a ride or die game for me with my Patriots at plus two and a half. They are a great teaser leg this week if you're not like me, pretty convinced that they're going to keep this close and maybe, maybe, just maybe even win it outright. Uh, my power ratings have the Pats as field goal favorites. I think everybody's betting this to be where the Pats win the streak finally ends on the road against a team with a great run game that forces a lot of turnovers. And I, I feel like I got a zag here if everybody else is going to zig. Yes, I, I know it's where a lot of the public money is going to Indy. Um, and I feel like maybe the sharp bet would be to, to go that way. But I 1,000% I agree with our, our friend Diamond Dave Vessler. I don't get why people keep betting against Bill Belichick and the Patriots when they prove in week after week they can do this. They can beat you in a bunch of ways. Shoot out with a high-powered offense and a not great game from the quarterback? Sure. 27-24 pats over the Chargers. Mack threw for 217 yards. Underdogs in the road in hostile weather? Can do. 14-10 pats over the Bills. Mac Jones, 2 of 3 for 19 yards. He'll do just what he has to, not a bit more to help win this game. We will find a way to cover this game. I personally think we win straight up. Patriots plus 2.5 over Indy 
in Indy. Schaefer the Sharp closes out, my guy. You can't bet against Austin Huff anymore. What do you got? Yes. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Austin. Um, God, this is a tough. This, this. I was going back and forth with a couple options here, and again, I can't believe I'm doing this uh, against a team that I was not thankful for on Thanksgiving. But Tony, you referenced <laughs> this Cowboys Giants game. It's like, okay, so. Cowboys minus 11 on the road. Immediately, I'm looking towards the Giants. Immediately, I'm looking towards the Giants. And then I think about it. So the Giants have lost three out of four. In those three losses, they've not covered that 11 margin. They're, they've lost by 11 or more in each of those three or four losses. Where do their points come from with Giraffe playing QB? Um, and the Cowboys, you know, I think the addition of Randy Gregory, now they have just all pros at the D-line, Parsons linebacker digs in the secondary. I think that addition is huge. I really think they can turn the Giants the turn the Giants over here. And the first time they played this team, the Cowboys threw a forty four burger on them. Now I know that was in October, but I don't know. I I I think. Go ahead, Tony. I, I just want to quickly quickly interrupt you with something that I know you love hearing, and that is stats. Yeah. Uh, you are one and seven when betting on Dallas Cowboys games. Good. So. Oh no, and I, I do appreciate that because we're gonna make it two and seven. Back up the Brinks truck. F the Cowboys. How about them boys? Minus eleven. I'm taking a road double digit favorite. What have I done to myself? Um, but hey, as well, Fergie once said, it, you I just, got a feeling. You just, you just said it. You're like, I saw the line at minus 11 for the Cowboys on the road and immediately looked to the Giants. So what do you do as a better after that? You go and look for yeah. things to back up what you think is going to happen, right? To back that up. And then you go and look exactly like you did and you go, oh, shit. There's nothing to suggest that they're going to cover. The, 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 here's the thing. I, I, I literally think if the Giants score 17 points, I'd be surprised. Yeah. And I do think the Cowboys will will score four touchdowns or, yeah. or, or 28 points, I should say. Yeah. So there's the math. Again, not a math major. Giants minus 11. Back up the brake truck. And that is it for honestly. Two and seven, bitch. One of the best shows we've ever done as uh, as in the history of the West Coast Gamblers for a... Uh, I got so excited, my microphone came completely off of my desk. It's just, for it's, for it's an gone. 80%, uh, Tony Cavallo. <laughs> for Matthew Dangles, D'Angelo Antonio, always at 150%. And for Schaefer the Sharp, Drew Schaefer Crookston. We are the West Coast Gamblers, proud member of the Evergreen Podcast Network featuring Urban Meyer. And we are happy to be here. And as always, thank you for listening. Dub C to the G, West Coast Gamblers. Hi, this is comedian and writer, and let's be honest, I do a lot of things. This is Dean Archipotis, the host of Whiskey Business, the podcast not so much about whiskey as it is one with whiskey. Yes, we drink and talk about whiskey, but we do so much more with so many interesting people. For example, we talk to comedians like Greg Warren. You know, I don't want to brag, but let's just say I can walk into a Red Lobster and get whatever you know i think the pause right there is probably more important than the word amazing athletes like boxing champion buster douglas when a fighter's down and he's looking for his mouthpiece instead of trying to get up that's when i knew it was over 
Yeah, yeah, right? And yes, Bigfoot chasers. Do you believe in Bigfoot? And if so, does he really eat beef jerky? <laughs> the Bigfoot thing is people have seen these, and, and I've seen a lot of compelling evidence about it. It's Whiskey Business with Dino Chapotas. Join us for what we call a good conversation with a good pour. You really can't ask for much more than that, can you, people? Check us out at whiskeybusinesspod.com, a proud member of the Evergreen Podcast Network.